So sorry, folks, looking for that easy button. I guess there isn't one. We got to focus from the beginning. (laughs) Yep. Welcome to the podcast where marketing gets personal. Broadcasting from Macklin, we'll be covering everything about our field, from the totally topical to the utterly off-topic. Let's see where it takes us this week on B2Me. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Carly Slomsky, and today we'll be discussing accessibility with our creative director, Brian Moore. Good to have you, Brian. Good to be here. So let's talk accessibility. For someone who's totally unfamiliar with the term, what is accessibility? For me, accessibility is allowing everyone, regardless of their cognitive, physical, or any other type of ability to experience uh, life in general on the same playing field. And tell us about your own experience with accessibility. How has accessibility impacted your career or how has your perspective on accessibility evolved over the years? Sure, so uh, I spent most of my career in, um, I would say the digital realm. So uh, mostly in in web and uh, in that kind of area. And I think it was about three or so years ago, people started talking about accessibility and it started becoming um, more of like a a household name, I would say. Um, Lots of podcasts started coming up, uh, especially ones that were UI UX focused, um, talking about human-centered design and accessibility, and that's when I started latching onto it. I personally um, know of a lot of people that, uh, you know, whether it's their mental health or cognitive ability, Um, benefit from various accessible technologies and uh, that kind of inspired me to uh, take a course um, a couple years ago that was um, offered and it was just an intro to accessibility and um, the things that came out of that course were not only super informative for me but also I would say inspiring um, because I feel like as designers we kind of have to figure out what the best solution is within limitations. And um, while uh, the different levels of accessibility put uh, different restraints on you while you're designing or thinking or problem solving, it ultimately will end up producing a better product because more people can interface with it and uh, experience it. I think in terms of us here at Macklin and um, when it comes to accessibility in in marketing uh, specifically, it's all about having your message be as clear as possible uh, to the broadest range of people. Um, and so whether that's copywriting or uh, however that copy is displayed, really taking into account what makes something uh, accessible or inaccessible. Yeah, and you were kind of talking about this earlier. You know, in the past accessibility, it wasn't a term you heard very often, you know, at least not in the context of marketing and business. Mm-hmm. So now it's obviously starting to appear in more and more conversations. Why do you think people are starting to think and talk about accessibility more often and more openly? So for me personally, I think um, eight or so years ago, I feel like there was a a big push for everybody started kind of going in the direction of what user experience and user interface design was. Um, And I feel like the more that people got involved in that area, the more it just kind of led into accessible technologies. I think, you know, the one that we all think of most is closed captions, for example. 
Um, but there are other technologies um, like screen readers for people that are visually impaired and, and other uh, devices that help people um, access digital experiences um, in a better, more useful way. But in terms of when we talk about uh, making accessibility and what really is at the core of accessibility are those um, impairments and those um, communities that do need the, the assistance with um, accessing and, and uh, kind of parsing that content. And for me personally, I've seen a ton of posts on LinkedIn about accessibility. I know uh, TikTok, while it's not accessibility focused, I know I've seen a ton of content around people with different uh, either cognitive, mental, or uh, physical impairments. To name one, um, there's a ton of content around ADHD, and there's uh, a lot that goes into um accessibility uh, for people with ADHD, especially when it comes to websites. Things like if you have a header image and it's actually a video, so it's playing on loop uh, and you have text on top of that, that might be very distracting for somebody with ADD or ADHD. So uh, what, what the W3 organization suggests that you have on these kind of auto-playing uh, pieces of media is always like a pause or play button. So you might see one in the corner that's just very discreet, but it at least allows people to pause that content so that they can digest the message in a way that um, is beneficial for them. And so who should be thinking about accessibility and why? I think everybody should. I think as marketers and designers and creatives, uh, and especially being in the agency or consulting type business, when we talk to our clients, that's um, an opportunity for us to educate them on the benefits of keeping these sort of methodologies in mind when um, giving them different concepts that we're pitching or, or whatnot. I've noticed that you run into one of two camps. Uh, either the client is uh, has some knowledge of what accessibility is, and that's always great for us because we can build off of that and uh, have a little bit of an easier time um, selling what the benefits are. Um, but there are also those people that haven't had the exposure in in a greater sense to what accessibility means. And as um, it's becoming increasingly important to be mindful of um, making sure that your digital content and website are accessible because there are actual legal repercussions to it not being um, accessible. Uh, if you, especially if you run uh, a business or are trying to um, sell anything, uh, if it's inaccessible to someone, they can take action against you. So it is, it's super important to, um, if the person that you're talking to isn't um, aware or ed educated on it, that you take up that role and, and educate them. Yeah, so obviously education is super important here. And when you are working with people or trying to educate them on accessibility, are you noticing anything that people tend to get wrong all the time or any myths about accessibility that you kind of want to debunk? 
Sure. So the one thing that stands out to me, and I think a lot of people are are falling into it, is there have been a couple plugins that have come out in recent years that basically put a little icon in the bottom of your web browser or on on your website that's a little sticky element that a person can click or tap on depending on whether they're on desktop or mobile. And that'll give whoever's browsing the website complete control over how the content is presented. Um, So they can increase contrast, they can make the content black and white, they can adjust the colors of the website if they have any kind of um, color blindness. Um, And it offers up uh, a lot of different options for them to kind of take over and override the styling of the website. Personally, I have experienced websites that have this plugin uh, installed and implemented. And my personal opinion is that it it actually makes your site a little bit less accessible because if you're on mobile, for example, you have the top of your browser bar and uh, the bottom uh, with you know your your back and forward and your tabs and whatnot. If you're talking about the amount of screen real estate that you have and you're adding a, a sticky element to it, you're essentially eating into the amount of area that you can use for messaging, uh, whether it's visual or, or uh, you know, text-based. The method that I, I like to, to go about is to start talking about accessibility from the jump. It should always be like, if you're building a website or you're building something that somebody needs to interact with or interface with, that should be one of the first topics of conversation when you have that kickoff call. It should, in my opinion, be, you know, checked every step of the way from the content that you're writing to the design to how it's developed and then how it ultimately is is launched and, and put out into the world. So sorry, folks looking for that easy button. I guess there isn't one. We got to uh, focus from the beginning. <laughs> yep. So I'm an example girl, right? And I feel like a lot of our listeners will be as well. So can you maybe give an example of what good accessibility looks like and what maybe not so good accessibility looks like? So the tricky thing about good accessibility is that as with really good design, uh, a lot of it is invisible to us. It's not very easy to see glaringly obvious uh, examples of great design or great accessibility implementations because they are just seamless within the design. Um, and that's how they should be, uh, in my opinion. You know, on the flip side, I see case studies and campaigns all the time on LinkedIn from some of the top agencies in the world. And don't get me wrong, like this work is absolutely stunning and beautiful. But if we want to talk about how accessible these brands are, some of them are downright abysmal. You're talking about building a brand color palette, for example, where you're not really taking into consideration contrast levels. So when people are building out materials for that brand, they're kind of cut off at the knees because the brand was set up in a way that was inaccessible. So therefore it's like a kind of like a domino effect and everything else that that touches is now inaccessible. I think sometimes people get really caught up, uh, especially in the design world of like what will sometimes make headlines for design publications. And 
they'll kind of lose sight of what design actually is, which is how things work and how people interact with things. And, you know, if I'm walking down the street and there's a poster with this really experimental custom typography treatment and I can't read it, then it's basically just art and I'm not getting any kind of message from that. I don't, I can't glean any information from it. So that's just something that I see a lot that I think is kind of disappointing. Uh, I think, like I said, don't get me wrong, they're, they're beautiful designs and they definitely have merit in the space. But if this is something that we really want to make more prevalent in the design space, I think those top agencies need to be thinking about those things. So for those that want to educate themselves about accessibility, where are some good places to start? So the number one place that I would recommend anybody that's interested in learning more about accessibility, the the first place that they should go to is uh, w3.org. They have a ton of resources. Um, They have checklists. You know, if you're building, I know I've said website a lot, but they even have accessible accessibility checklists for videos. So how captions should be displayed, how far away from the margins should any text be so that it, it is legible. And those kind of things that are just, while you're going through it, I think the thing that people tend to get overwhelmed by is just how much there is to designing for accessibility. There's a, there's a ton, especially if you want to get into the nitty gritty of the different accessibility levels and things like government websites having to be the most accessible. And that's normally why they look the way that they do, uh, because they have to be legible to everyone. But like I said, W3 is definitely the the way to go and, and has tons of resources for you. And easy to remember, you said it was W3.org? Yep. Excellent. So what role will accessibility play in the future of marketing and business? I think it'll continue to become more and more prevalent. I think as we see marketing becoming more and more video focused, trending along with where social media is kind of headed, the way that we, that people in general uh, interface with video content, I think will be looked at a little bit differently in a more accessible lens. Um, And a lot of those principles that we're kind of used to, or I mean, they still do, but they started off being hallmarks of what makes a website or digital experience accessible. I think we'll start seeing that being applied to video content just in terms of contrast levels, legibility, captions are huge, things of that nature, I think will just become more and more prevalent in our space. Well, thank you for all, I mean, this exceptional information you gave us today. Is there any other thoughts as we wrap up that you want to share about accessibility? I think I would just go back to as consultant type businesses, it's our responsibility to be educating our clients on best practices and accessibility is absolutely number one uh, in my mind. Now it's in my mind too. So thank you, Brian, for all of your insights. And that's it for today's show. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Be sure to follow b to me wherever you get your podcasts. And for all things marketing, follow Macklin on social media. See you next time on b to me